Broadcasting from Sydney, Australia, this is Front and Centre with Emilio Garcia. Brought to you by theunshackled.net. Sexual education. To some, it's a class that teaches young people how their bodies work and how to have safe sex. To others, it's a perverse overreach that normalizes STDs and teaches kids how to have sex. Somewhere between the claims that sex ed is teaching kids how to hump each other and the claim that not teaching sex ed is child abuse lies the truth. We'll be exploring that truth today on Front and Center. Hello and welcome to Front and Center. Thank you so much for being with us on today's episode. We'll be talking about sexual education, which is essentially teaching young kids who are about to go through puberty how their bodies are going to change and why, and older teens how to have sex safely. In other episodes, I dove into the history of the subject matter, but this is a subject that's present, in my opinion, is more interesting than its past. So I'm going to get right into it. Also, before we begin, full disclosure, I'm pro-sexual education for the most part. I'm doing my best in this podcast to give both sides of the argument uh, some time, but you should know where my biases land before we start. To begin, it's important to first establish what sex ed is and why it's around today. Essentially, you have two types of sex ed. The first one is taught to kids who are about to go through puberty and explains to them why all these crazy things are happening to their body and how humans reproduce in a very general sense. The second type of sex ed is for older teenagers. And this is where you see the banana exercise, you know, where you put a condom on the banana. Uh, this has to do more with uh, actually having sex and specifically how to do it safely. How does a straightforward program about development and safe sex turn into such a hot button issue? Well, it's sex. Sex is uncomfortable for people to talk about generally, and this has opened the door to a lot of controversy. Another issue is that the needs for sex ed are evolving and any talk of reforming sex ed can be twisted to seem perverse. Now, there are several points to sex ed and the controversy, and we'll be exploring all of those right after this short break. I want to take a second and ask you to go to theunshackled.net and download your free ebook, The Unshackled Battlefield. Learn about the founding principles of The Unshackled and what made the organization what it is today. And since I have you, don't forget to subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcast. Thanks, and now back to the show. Welcome back to Front and Center. I'm Emilio Garcia. As I said before the break, there are several points to be addressed in the sex ed debate. The first is early sex ed for kids under 10 years old. Now, you don't have to be a rocket scientist to understand why this is controversial, since it can seem that the objective is to teach kids about sex. Basically, people think that this is what their kids would be learning. Okay, children, now I want to review the different sexual positions. Who can tell me which sexual positions we talked about? Missionary position. Missionary position, good. A little boring, but tried and true. What else? Doggy. That's right, doggy style we went over. Mm -hmm. Pile driver. Uh-huh, pile driver position. Good, Quake. The filthy Sanchez. Yes, good, Flora. You remember the filthy Sanchez. Hot Carl. Yes, you can give your partner the old hot Carl, sure. Now, obviously that's not even close to what early sex ed is about. It's actually pretty benign and boring. It's more about kids learning about puberty. Another argument against sex ed is that it will increase the rates of STDs in teen pregnancy by showing teens how to have sex. 
and that instead of sex ed, teens should be taught about abstinence. And this makes absolute sense. As anyone who has taken a sex ed class that advocates for abstinence can tell you, the words of a Christian on a video far outrank your teenage hormonal desire of copulation, especially when this grand woman is the one that says it. If you have sex outside of one permanent monogamous, and monogamy does not mean one at a time. That means one partner who has only been with you. If you have sex outside of that context, you will pay. You know, human beings can't figure out how to have sex without an instructional video. This last point is proven by this extremely sensual sex ed video that today is teaching your youth how to have sex. Warning, this video may cause extreme sensual feelings and should not be watched by anyone with a weak heart. Sperm! Testosterone! Oh my! You might also be struck with an erection when Ooh. you least expect it. Ouch! My boobs! Your ovaries start pumping out the hormone estrogen. Oh. Hormones, genetics, dead skin cells, and bacteria are having a party in your pores. Every month until menopause, your body passes an egg from your ovaries through the fallopian tube into the uterus. Now that you know how to properly have sex, go forth and rock some worlds. Now, obviously I'm being sarcastic, but the point I'm trying to make is that letting younger people know how their body works isn't actually objectionable. If ever a sex ed curriculum includes anything that has to do with the actual act of sex, like actually how to have sex in practical terms, I'll stand beside you in protesting that program. But as long as teens aren't taught about foreplay, rhythm, blowies, I think general sex ed is pretty good in schools. This brings us to the centrist conclusion segment of the program. Sexual education in schools is not an indoctrinating program advocating for promiscuity. It is, first and foremost, providing education about puberty and contraception. For people who have perfectly legitimate moral or religious objections to their children being taught about birth control or condoms, there's generally an opt-out version that parents can use. States and cities where proper sex ed is implemented have seen dramatic drops in teen pregnancy and STDs. It seems like in a moment when both the US and Australia are experiencing rapid growth in the number of registered cases of STDs, that teaching people how to copulate responsibly is an off base. When it comes to indoctrinating programs, such as safe schools that advocate for experimenting with homosexuality and general promiscuity, sex ed should not be affiliated to that through false equivalency. Programs like safe schools are on their own merit bad and have no place in our classrooms, but they have no direct relation with traditional sexual education. That brings us to the end of Front and Center. Thank you so much for being with us. Thank you to The Unshackled for allowing us to use their platform. If you have any ideas or opinions, please tweet at me at frntncenter or find me on Facebook. I'll read the most interesting comments on the air. Remember to subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. There are always two sides to the story, so keep it central. Thanks for tuning in to Front and Center. Please visit frontandcenter.net.au for all the ways to subscribe and follow the show. Don't forget to pick up your free ebook at theunshackledbattlefield.net. And keep checking out theunshackled.net for all the latest news and commentary.